Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the AIS Arena for tonight's WNBL clash between the Canberra Transact Capitals and the AIS. My name's Simon Peters. Tonight with me, Mark Aston, back for his first game of the new 2010-11 season. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks, Simon. Great to be here and uh, back at the... Uh, the venue, the home of the champions. Yep, yep. We, we talked last night about those seven big banners hanging up there. There's a, a whole lot of new posters, a giant, oh, about a 25-foot Jess Bibby up there on the wall and a, a Mariana Tolo next to her. So, Well, yeah, I mean, it's almost life-size of uh, Lauren at one end and uh, Mariana Tolo at the other. It's almost life-size. But Very cool. Jess Bibby's uh, not quite that big. <laughs> yeah, I think they've, they've, they've boosted her up a little bit. Capitals had a, a very good night last night, of course. They win over Sydney. Um, they, uh, great, great second half performance, and uh, the, yeah, come out of that one 73 Yep. Carly Wilson, again, the, uh, the highlight for Canberra last weekend. She had two games back to back with 17 points apiece. Last night, she had 25 points in a, uh, a dominant performance. She really carved up the Sydney defence in that second quarter, in that second half, particularly. She was uh, just pretty much unstoppable. So off to a very, very good season so far is Carly Wilson. The AIS, they've had only the one game so far this season. They hosted Logan Thunder last Friday, last Saturday, sorry, and uh, went down in that game. But uh, Yeah, got, got off to a poor start, but uh, much better performance in the second half. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, the, I guess, what they'll want to build on tonight. Yep, as we as we always know with the institute, it's a it's a development program. It, it's there to uh, to in effect throw these girls into the deep end and, and see if they sink or swim. And, and as you can tell by the Opals lineup, most of them swim <laughs> and they Do move they on ever. to bigger and better things. They've pretty much entirely been through the AIS program that Opals team. So it's a, it's a wonderful program. It's uh, lauded all over the world. And, uh, and there's got some really good talent in there right now. Is uh, a number of the girls that have stayed over from last season. We, we saw them last season, and uh, there's some real talent uh, already starting to show up there that'll, that we're sure will be around for uh, quite a long time and years to come. So definitely, yeah. We're just uh, into the warm-up phase here at the institute. Of course, Canberra without two of their big guns. Jess Bibby is. Uh, Got that back complaint she picked up in the game against Bulleen last week. She did, uh, sorry, against uh, Bendigo. So she didn't play last night. She's just down there on the sideline, marshalling the troops as they go through their warm up. And of course, Susie Batkovic. Uh, that's uh, 28 odd points of game that they're down at the moment, but uh, didn't seem to bother them too much last night with putting up 73 points against Sydney. So uh, a really, really good opportunity for some of the some of the lesser. Uh, Canberra bench players, I guess, to step up and, and play some valuable minutes, and we we saw that last night. We saw some some really good performances from uh, Rebecca Haynes. She was very good against Sydney last night, so she's reveling in that opportunity to step into the the golf left by Susie Bakovic. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Uh, last night could have just been a, a real bad one for the Capitals, losing two of your starting five and uh, main players to. Uh, to come in against the Sydney side that had won both their games last weekend, so they were going really well, looking very good as well, and to really quite convincingly come out with that victory. 
by 13 points in the end was a, a great effort from the capital. So uh, yeah, down at eight uh, at half time, 20, 21 point turnaround. So a really good result. Yeah, I mean, who who would believe that? Uh, I mean, last season the Caps were real slow start to the season. And they've got all excuses this season to say, well, we should probably have a slow start again. You know, Carey was out of town. Yep. Buddy Anatolo uh, got back with Carey uh, two days before the first game of the season. They went on the road, 1-2 on the road. They come back home. They've got another double header. Um, they got all excuses. To, uh, the team's <laughs> had really not much time together yet to build uh, anything uh, to, into the season. So they could be... Uh, yeah, it could have had the bad start they had last season. Yeah, it's a credit to uh, to Chris Lucas. Uh, of course, you know he's a he's a uh, a WNBL head coach in his own right. So he definitely knows what's needed in the preseason, what you need to do to get your team on track. So uh, definitely, he was earning his uh, assistant coach's wages. We're just waiting to see if Michelle can grab hold of. Phil Brown is busy filling out the sheet, ready to roll with his girls. And uh, wonderful to see Phil back. Came back in halfway through last season. And uh, it's been such an institution in the WNBL for so many years. Michelle looks like she's gotten hold of him, so we'll throw down to the floor to her. So, Phil, we didn't get to talk to you before your game last week. I'm just wondering if you can give us a little bit of information about the group that you've got together for this season and, and what you think your prospects are for the year. Well, we got most of the girls that we recruited back in uh, in December, so they've had seven, eight games of WNBL uh, from last season. So I think that gives a little bit of a jump start. Um, but we, they all came in together, so we're still very young, um, you know. But we got some good kids. I think in time when we start to get develop some stronger leadership within the group and a bit more experience and uh, you know know-how. Um, so look, we'll be, we'll, you know, we used 23 different players last season. We were very disorganised and. So we're, we're going to be a lot better this season, and um, you know, but it's still going to be a, take us a few weeks to get going. And you had a tough outing last week against Logan, who recruited pretty strongly in the off season, and there were some quality players who played overseas and internationally. A big ask for the girls, but they certainly had a lot of commitment out on the floor. Decision making, as always, with the young group of trouble, but you know, pretty good effort from them, really. Yeah, look, you know, just you know, I think we, the, the most pleasing aspect is the second half, where we adjusted to the pace of the game, and particularly our, our defensive transition, which was you know fairly ordinary the first half. We gave up. Two points, I think it was, at half time, but we actually outscored them in the third and fourth quarters. So there's some positive signs there with a young group of being able to change and adapt to the to the style of game. So uh, hopefully tonight, you know, obviously Cam was a bit the benchmark of the WNBL. So hopefully we can build on last week and be a little bit better. And this week on the track, what have you been working on? You know, coming up against the Capitals. Yeah, look, we made some big changes to our offense. It was clear that we just haven't had enough time together in the off-season because of injuries and, and national junior team commitments and we've had less than 10 practices where we've been able to do 5 on 5 because of that. So we just can't do some of the things that I would like to do in terms of motion offence so we've added a little bit more, you know, a bit of a hybrid offence in terms of uh, uh, you know, some more structure to our 
sort of motion, motion concepts, but um, a bit more structure to it. So we spent the whole week pretty much uh, getting, re- get, getting ready offensively. And for yourself, coming back into the league, you've been you did basically half the season like this year, earlier this year, the back half of the season, or well, no, you did the full, full season. season. Full yeah. season, sorry, but an adjustment from coming out of the college system. Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I'm enjoying the challenge, you know, we're very young, but it's actually an adjustment getting back to coaching young kids again, but uh, I'm enjoying the challenge. Because All right, thanks for your time, Phil, good luck. Philosophical as usual, if <laughs> you need to be in that WNBL role, and uh, well, Phil Brown can take credit for a lot of the uh, skill that is in our Opal squad at the moment. They've all gone through under his tutelage. So uh, he's a highly respected coach all over the world. Yeah, indeed. And of course, he was part of the uh, coaching team with the Opals at the World Championships. So he's been away for a few weeks. He's just got back as well with the team. Yep. Bit of a, a tough gig for, for all involved. They're a bit disappointing, the Opals' result. But... Um, really kind of hamstrung with injuries and, and players out so we'll uh, as uh, I think uh, Graffy was talking the other day it's, it's all eyes on London now <laughs> yeah. let's forget about that and move on <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a bit of a trap coming into the uh, quarterfinals up against the host nation uh, yeah. so uh, there, there were some issues but the two teams are out at centre court now being introduced and then we'll have the national anthem and then Michelle will try and catch up with uh, probably Carrie or somebody from the uh, from the Capitals before we go into the uh, start of the match. Mariana Tolo doesn't seem to have come back with any ill effects from her uh, her heavy schedule going over and playing in the world. She's been very very good in the first three games for the Capitals. Expect a bit more of that tonight. Michelle Crozier, of course, coming back from. The Adventures of Motherhood. Yeah, good to see her back and showing good form too. At the uh, coming straight in, it can always be hard after uh, having a year out. Come straight back in, and uh, Tracy Braithwaite stepping in for the weekend as well. Well, or maybe three weeks, three or four weekends. Yep, she was useful <laughs> last night. She, she had some good minutes. Yeah, about ten minutes and five rebounds. So it's what you sort of want from it. Well, time for the national anthem. song we've heard uh, what was it about 76 times over the last couple of weeks from India <laughs> <laughs> yes the Commonwealth game's finally over now but uh, 
No. How come, how come basketball wasn't there? <laughs> There'd be another thing we could win a gold medal. <laughs> well, it would have been. Let's go down to Michelle. Sorry, um, the coming off last night, how did you go with recovery? Any injuries or anything that concerned you? Um, no, all good. I mean, obviously some tired bodies. We had a few other players play big minutes, you know, Tolo, um, Wilson, Musselwhite, but... Unfortunately, with the injuries at the moment, we've got to play those core people big minutes. So, I mean, hopefully today we're going to get a chance to rotate everyone through. We need to do that. We've got another double roadie. We've got to go after this game and win it, but we need to get people through quickly and not, not burn our big minute players. And obviously, three from three from the start of the season is a fantastic start, but you've got the AIS tonight. You can't under, um, underestimate their ability. Yeah, absolutely. They're young, they're athletic. Um, you know, it's one of the best groups they've had for a few years in here. They've got nice size. Um, you know, and they always play us hard. I mean, you know, people talk about a local derby. It's an unusual one, but it is. I mean, they, they've got nothing to lose. They'll play hard. So we know we're going to get a contest. We never take them lightly. Um, and for us, it's a, it's a good opportunity to play a team that we know is going to play us hard. And from, in terms of performance, I think uh, Wilson's had a great start to the season and Nicole Hunt seems to be fitting in really nicely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Willow's, you know, she's showing the player that we tried, we recruited a year ago, you know, and I think it, it took her a season just to get used to the system, to understand what she needs to do here. We expect that she, she'd score and she's a defensive stopper. So, been, you know, unbelievably happy with her performance to date. And, and really, without her, we wouldn't be in the situation we are. Um, and Hunt, you know, we try, we try to recruit her every year since she was out of the AAS. So, you know, we're fortunate to have her now. And, you know, I think she's going to grow in the program. She's shown she's a, a good little leader. She can score off ball screens. And I think she's just going to get better and better with this. And Kozia, uh, you know, a season out, birth of her first child, but she seems to come back and lost not too much. No, and I think, again, it'll take a little while just to get back into her system, but athletically she's special. I mean, she's probably even in better shape than before having the, having the baby, and she's, um, I think she's someone that we're going to see come into the season in great form. You know, her quicks are there, her shot's there. It's just going to take a little while to get her WNBL feedback. And the other player we saw a bit of last night was Rebecca Haynes. Played with Logan a little bit, but um, she was quite impressive last night. She was. Well, if it wasn't for her, we would have had about 10 points to halftime. I think, you know, she kept the, the scoreboard ticking over for us in that first half, and we recruited knowing that no, we weren't going to be deep in the post this year because we've lost Jackson and Bishop and, and, and Beattie. So, you know, look, she's, she can stretch the defence with that three-point shot. I think she'll grow as a rebounder. And, you know, like I said, without her last night, we would have been in trouble to half-time. And as the game went on, I think offensively at the start, you looked really disjointed and not quite sure what people were, where people were meant to be and what they were meant to do. But it seems to be starting to come together, and I suppose that reflects the group being together longer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, last night as well, you know, you also take Vivian Bakovic out of that mix that we had a week with them in a couple of games, and you take them out, and then rotations are different. Different people are in the mix. Um, you know, Cozy didn't practice Thursday night because she had a, an injection in her wrist. So, you know, we... we you know, to our credit, we found ways to win and we haven't got, understandably, offence rolling yet. You know, defensively, we're, we're a bit hit and miss at the moment and, and similar with possession. So I think as we as we grow together offensively, it'll come together. You know, I'm excited to get Bakovic back. I think she and Tolo are going to really complement each other in the high-low and, um, and obviously Vivi will be back next week. So, you know, you put them back in the roster and as we grow, I think we're dangerous. Good luck for tonight, Carrie. Thank you. Coach Graff there, pretty much... Uh Agreeing with the uh, the call on, on Vivian Bakovic, that it's a big uh, it's a big chunk to take out of your starting lineup, and as you mentioned, it really does mess up your rotations. Uh, we saw that in the first half last night that the Capitals did look look lost in offense, particularly. And uh, but you know, after that halftime break and words of wisdom from the coach, uh, all came out firing in the second half. 
Yeah, and that was against a very good uh, Sydney Flames side. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, great performance from them. Well, this should be interesting. The uh, athletic young AIS up against uh, what's well, still a pretty athletic young Capitals lineup, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, mostly, mostly the age and experience is uh, out injured. <laughs> Besides Tracy uh, Beattie coming back in. Yeah, she was good last night. I at the beginning of the the, the uh, broadcast, I wasn't wasn't sure if that if have, have what she'd be like. Really, you know, she struggled with the injury all last season, and uh, you know, played limited minutes all season, then hadn't really trained at all since the end of last season. And uh, yeah, I was I was a little nervous, but she was very useful. She did good. So we got uh, about 40 seconds before we get underway. Coaches just putting their last instructions through to the team. Starters for the Capitals will be Tolo, Haynes, Carly Wilson, Nicole Hunt and Michelle Cozier. So a big call up there for Rebecca Haynes. She had a great game last night. It was very, very handy for the Capitals. Looks like she will be starting tonight. And for the Institute, we've got Tippett. Baby, Garrick, Brunton and Cole. Because Alex Brunson, the uh, local girl, getting a big call up to play with the Institute, so that's a fantastic opportunity for her. It is all good experience, well. See if the pink socks seem to be working again for uh, Carly Wilson. Like a charm. Because <laughs> she did take them off for a little bit last year or something for a while. She did she? for a while, but she saw the error of her ways and has, gone back has put them back pink. on and is firing on all four. <laughs> Yeah, player of the week in the WNBL for the first week of the season on the road. Could be away on, on for a second one if she has a big game tonight as well. Yeah, great performance last night. Tip it against Tolo. It's a jump and Tolo tips it into the front court. Wilson just saves it on the left sideline and gives it back to Nicole Hunt and they'll set up the first play for the Capitals in the front court on the left side. Hunt looking for someone to pass it to. Gets it to no. Wilson lost it. Couldn't get a hold on it. Cole back at the other end for the AIS. Gives it to Garrett. Garrett scores for the AIS. They're up by two. Yep, almost a layup drill there. Just a two-on-one. Yeah, off a turnover <laughs> too. Nicole Hunt losing it again. Picked up by Levy. Down to Cole. Inside for Tippett. Layup won't go for Nkosia with the defensive rebound. We'll bring it back into the front court and just tiptoe along the centre line there. <laughs> yeah, made the referee uh, really stand up and take notice then. Cozier right wing looking for Tolo in front of the car goes back to Hunt Hunt three pointer from top of the key wide go and tip it with a defensive rebound for the Institute of Sport slow start again from the Capitals yeah Coach Graff talked about uh, possession last night and had a couple of timeouts where she questioned their uh, I guess their care of the ball and looking after it we've seen a, a few loose passes here already so They'll be having that message very much in the front of their minds. First foul against Cozier for the Capitals. AIS with the ball in the front court. Garrick on the right wing. Down to Cole. Inside to Bunton. She's called for a travel. Yep. Just a little shuffle there as she was sitting in, getting into that uh, post up position. So uh, turnover gives it back to the Capitals, and Nicole Hunt will bring her down the left wing. Inside she goes to Cozy, a low post, taking on Cole, trying to force up the shot as fouled in the act of shooting. She'll go to the line for two. The Capitals get their 
chance to try and get back on the board trailing 4-0 here early in the uh, first quarter tonight it's one thing Cozier definitely knows how to do is uh, get to the basket she has that uncanny knack of, of turning nothing into something and uh, we've seen her do it so often Makes usually against us yeah That's makes the second <laughs> and uh, yeah she, play, she plays a lot bigger than her size too absolutely she, uh, tends to take on bigger players so very good player, Levy in the front court 4-2 right now, AIS leading Cole on the right wing, looking to drive into the centre of the court, Cozier forces her out of that, Bunton low post shot won't go, as Toller got a hand in, knocked it loose and Wilson picks it up to bring it back for the Caps comes down the right wing back to Haynes across to Cozier, puts it on the floor, driving for the baseline, Lap won't go, left a little bit short, and tipped away out of bounds, Capitals ball from the left wing so I'll have another opportunity. Well, no one wants it. No, Kyle no, Cozy Co- thought it was baseline. She was going to go baseline, <laughs> yeah. She goes, all right, I'll go up there and get it. Take it from the sideline. Into Hunt. Top of the key. Looking to set up the play. Wilson comes out, gets it on the right, dribbling. Into Tolo. Wilson with the baseline jumper. Can't go. Tolo tried to keep it alive. And Garrick ends up with it for the Institute. Gives it to Levy, and Levy will bring it back into the front court. Down the centre she goes. Tip it. Still outside. Going to take on Wilson. Driving down. Ooh. Lays it in. Nice work from Gretel. Tip it. Comes up with her first basket. Good and work. Awkward shot. Sort of across her body, but uh, made it drop. 6-2 to the Institute. Cozier on the left wing. As Romeo looks to get ready to come into the game for the Capitals. Tolo inside, nice little nice. movement inside there, getting better and better. Yeah, her touch around the basket is something that's really improved in the last 12 months. I mean, she, w- she was always good there, but she's really got that back-to-the-basket game working big time now. Scoreboard saying 4-all right now. Anyway, we'll correct that. We'll get that up to date as Kozia grabs the ball off the defensive rebound. The missed shot, Levy tips it loose out of bounds. C- Capitals will still have it in the backcourt. Nicole Romeo's in and Michaela Donnelly for the Institute. Tess Levy sits down and there's Nicole Hunt sitting down for the Capitals as Romeo brings it down the right wing into the front court. Wilson on the right wing. Looking for Tolo inside, gets it to her, nice easy layup. She just had the position, Bunton got lost in defence and couldn't uh, keep up with it. And according to the scoreboard, it's 6 4 to the Capitals. So Donnelly brings it into the front court. Cole gets away from Cozier. Then wow. throws a wild pass at the left wing and must have been tipped by one of the Capitals. No. Nope. Well, Rebecca Cole thinks uh, she wanted the ball. <laughs> yeah. But no. Rebecca Haynes, instead of the Capital, inbounds it and gives it to Nicole Hunter, who will bring it into the front court. I'm sure the rest of the team thought it was her. They all went down to play defence. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson then into Tolo high post against Taylor Roberts, who's coming for the institute. Across to Cozier. Cozier looking to drive inside, knocks Cole to the ground and goes over the top of her, lays it in. And Michelle Cozier. Cozier's got four points. Cole now just working around the top of the key. Goes back left into Taylor. Ooh, Taylor Roberts, just a little hook shot there, just doesn't drop. 
Caps an offensive transition now. Wilson on the right-hand side just dumps it down into Haynes. Haynes with it back to the basket, kicks it back to Wilson. Swings it left to Cozier. Cozier looks to drive. Little shuffle there, gets around Cole, but the shot doesn't drop, and the Institute come up with the ball. Rebecca Cole now, she's pushing it up fast in transition. Gets it through to Roberts. No good, though. Fast broken up by Haynes. Carly Wilson comes away with the rebound. Well, not really a rebound. It wasn't a shot. <laughs> Very quick offensive transition there. Nicole Romeo down to Haynes, who is running the floor beautifully. She gets the layup. Capitals up 10-4. to four. And Olivia Thompson into the game as well. It made a number of changes. Tippett driving inside. Drops the left shoulder a little bit. And knocks over. Angus Haynes at Humble. Foul against Tippett. And we're going to have first time out of the game. So be some substitutions as well um, from both sides after the timeout. 10-4 right now. It was a bit of a slow start from the Capitals, but they have got back into it and uh, starting to finally work things out. Yeah, the Institute um, doing a really good job early on just with that, I guess, that ball pressure. Probably caught the Capitals a little napping coming in early and uh, putting them under all sorts of pressure, but um, Caps adjusting very, very quickly as championship teams will and uh, just getting easy baskets, really. They, they hit Tolo twice down deep under the basket. She's been able to just get the little turnaround. Cozier just able to create, as we mentioned. She can just pretty much find a way to score from anywhere on the floor. But uh, Phil Brown will be just saying, look, let's not get it let it get away too much from us here he's furiously working away on the uh, on the board there running through some plays or some defensive sets but um had the chance to listen in on the AIS timeout then boys and uh, one area that he real, Phil really wants the girls to focus on is their defensive transition they've got to be a lot quicker reacting and getting into the back on defence and just work through a little bit of their offensive sets Thanks, Michelle. So Haynes and Romeo will be in the backcourt for the Capitals as Romeo gets the ball and takes on Donnelly. She gets it across centre court. Nicole Johnson is in for the Capitals as well. The ball comes back to Alison Lacey, who's in for the first time as well this evening. Passes to Cozier. Cozier down to Johnson. Johnson, nice basket. In the low post. Worked it nicely. Got inside. Easy basket. Donnelly brings it back for the Institute. Garrick on the right wing. Thompson at the top of the key. Roberts in front of her, high post. Going inside, trying to force it up. And she's trying to squeeze between a couple of defensive players. And I think she might have been called for three seconds. Or lost, lost the ball out of bounds. Anyway, the Capitals have got it. And they'll bring it back down. Romeo with it. Dribbling away to the left wing. Look to set up a play. Lacey's in the corner. Haynes and Johnson with it on the other side. Cozy comes and sticks it at top of the key. Back to Romeo. Down for Johnson, low post. Off to Haynes. Rebecca Haynes with another two. She's got four points. She was just nice passing. Swift finding the open person for the yep. easy basket. Easy open stuff. That's where how the Capitals are scoring so far. There's really only been one tough drive that Michelle Cozier made. Everything else has been just easy back-to-the-basket open shots or just nice open jump shots. Michaela Dalglish is in for the uh, Capitals as well as Cozier sat down. 
Does the Institute have it in the front court? Donnelly finds Thompson, gives it to Nadine Payne. Back off to Garrick. Three-pointer from out on the right. Won't go. Hunt, long pass downfield. Dalgleish can't quite retrieve it. And Thompson gets back to steal it back to the Institute off a turnover. Garrick then dribbles back down the right wing. Off to Thompson, looking for Roberts in front of her. Back to Garrick on the right wing. Now into Thompson low post turnaround jumper. Nice one from Olivia Thompson. Her first basket for the Institute of the night. And it's 14 to 6. And it's been a while since they scored those first two uh, baskets. We were watching Thompson last week. She's got a fantastic jump shot. Perfect technique. Hain the pass into Johnson. Can't get it to go. But they've run down. Get a second opportunity. Johnson running down the long rebound. Back out to Romeo to set it up from the right wing. Finds Johnson at the top, left side to Dalgleish. She puts up a 14-foot jumper from the left. Nice basket. Everything dropping for Canberra at the moment. They're shooting at uh, around 60%. That's what they shot in the second half last night. The uh, first half they were like 28% or something. And yeah, just really up there. Another turnover against the Institute in the back court. Double dribble there from Donnelly. Good pressure from Nicole Hunt. And Tracy Beattie comes on for the first time tonight. It's a good opportunity for her to get some more valuable minutes to get her feet back in game step. So the bench is out there for the Capitals. 2.30 still to go here in the first quarter. Johnson gives it across to Dow, to Romeo on the left wing. Trying to get a pass to Beattie who hadn't quite established position on the low post. She can't retrieve it. It's out of bounds. Turnover against the Caps. Well, Carly Wilson's straight back in. For Nicole Johnson, who'll sit back down. She scored a couple while she was out there. And Tippett will inbound it back at the other end into Donnelly to bring into the front court for the Institute. It's across centre court. She's been harassed by Hunt, but... Move it across to the right. Garrick with a three-pointer again from the right side. Won't go. Quick ball off to Hunt. Hunt straight down the middle to Wilson. Oh, great Lovely pass. play. Lovely basket. Great running of the lane there by Carly Wilson, but the pass from uh, Nicole Romeo was was uh, picture perfect. She just nailed that drive. Oh, and she gets a turnover here on Donnelly in the backcourt. She'll go all the way down and lay it up as well. So fantastic 30 seconds here from Nicole Romeo. Doing it all at both ends. 20 plays, 6 here with a minute 36 to go in this first quarter. Thompson brings it down to Garrick on the right wing. Back to Thompson on top. Trying to force it inside. Stolen by Lacey. Off to Dalgleish down the left wing. She'll pull it up. No, go straight under the basket. Pass out to Romeo. Three from the right. Why oh, not? There was man, no one. She's feeling it. No one within about 15 feet of her. They... <laughs> I don't know where the AIS were defending. He was talking was about defensive transition, wasn't he? Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That was Not quite there. Amazing. Tracy Beatty step pushes uh, those long arms out and knocks it away from Roberts. And Lacey will bring it back for the Institute of another turnover. Driving inside. Tippett got up for the, uh, for the block. But um, the foul has been called on Tippett. So there must have been some contact down there. Well... Phil Brown saying, girls, I don't think you're doing a good job, so all five of you off. i got five replacements for you. Bench, yeah. <laughs> so Cole's back on, Lavey's back on, uh, George Meniers on, Nadine Payne and Alex Bunton all on for the Institute. 
Lacey misses the first of her free throws. Carly Wilson had a very short stint. She's back off and yep. uh, Rebecca Haynes is back in. <laughs> As Tess Levy at the line makes the free throws and it's 24 to 6 in favour of the uh, Capitals right now. Levy then brings it back down. Stolen by the Lacey. Off the Finds a pass to Romy on the front court. She'll pull it up, give it inside. Ball knocked loose. Beattie will pick it up. Go back to Romy and they'll set up the play. Haynes into Romeo, cutting to the basket. Nice little offload for Beattie, and Beattie gets the two. So she opens her 2010 11 scoring. You didn't account. score last night, no, Tracy. No. She's on the board now. Manier across to Cole on the right wing, took him to drive inside and just lost the handle on it as Great Rebecca Haynes has reached yeah. in and stole it clean. Romeo in the front court then, seven seconds to quarter time, pull up for three, it runs in and out. Tracy Beattie will be fouled in active shooting as she got the rebound and tried to stick it back. Alex Bunton, I believe, called for the foul. That's one thing you can do when you've got... Uh, Six foot seven, Tracy Beattie standing <laughs> under the basket. You can jack up that outside shot like uh, Nicole Romeo did then and know that there's a pretty good chance that you're going to come away with the offensive rebound. Trace makes the first of the free throws. She's still got her shooting touch. That and nice little uh, hand movement and then it goes. It works. Four points for Tracy Beattie. <laughs> That's half. That's quarter time, I should say. Well, it's been a half-time score for the Capitals. It's been a very, very good uh, quarter time. Twenty-eight to six at that rate. They're going to uh, go well over the ton. Um, yeah, the AIS. Well, they had the first basket. We're up early, but uh, have found it very, very difficult to come up with baskets since then. Olivia Thompson, Gretel Tippett, Madeline Carrick, the only person, only three players to score for the AIS while for the Capitals they've got tons of scorers uh, Alison Lacey's got one, Michaela Dalgleish has got a couple, Carly Wilson's got two, Mariana Tolo has got four Nicole Romeo is the leading scorer with five Rebecca Haynes has got four Michelle Cozy has got four Tracy Beattie's got four and Nicole Johnson has got two, so uh, the only ones who haven't scored are the players that haven't actually hit the floor well, yet. Well, no, Nicole Hunt has been out there. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, but um, the other one will be... Hannah Tegan. Lewis hasn't been out there. Tegan Burke hasn't been out there. But uh, all scorers, we'll just get Nicole going. She had 18 last night, so we could fairly much expect that she'll at least get two points during the game. Because <laughs> she's not, not overly renowned as a scoring guard, but uh, to have that extra ability to be able to to bring you home some scoring as well when it's needed that's a fantastic opportunity Michelle's been down there listening into the AIS huddle listened into to both timeouts on that half understandably Carrie Graff is pretty happy with the effort that the girls are putting in they're certainly uh, looking much better offensively and the defensive pressure is forcing the AIS to cop up the ball at the other end, of course, Phil Brown is a, a little bit concerned about the way that the girls are looking after the ball and he's talking to them about pressure releases in the offensive sets to try and reduce the number of turnovers they're making. Yeah, the Institute have only put up, they only put up nine shots in that quarter. 
Shooting at 33%, which isn't terrible. Ten turnovers. Yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> That's why they've only put up nine shots. Yeah. The rebound counts uh, eight to three at the moment, too. So not a lot of rebounding going on because there's uh, a lot of made baskets going down. So yeah. <laughs> don't need to rebound too much when that happens. But uh, Capital's just dominating in the paint, too. 18 points to four. Yeah, in that first quarter, so dominated in there. So really, the big so the AIS need to uh, step it up. They have first use of it here, as Rebecca Cole and Tess Levy will start it in the backcourt for the AIS. As Manier comes out, gets it at the top, gives it to Payne. Payne inside has to pass it back out. Manier driving along the baseline, throws it straight at Alex Bunton's foot. <laughs> And uh, it's a long way down for her. She couldn't pick that one up, so Caps have it back at the other end. There's Romeo on the right side. Back to Cozier. She'll dribble back out and set up a play. Lavy left wing. Um, Lacey, I should say. Cross court they go. Romeo, three for another the three. She's got another one. Eight for the game. Well, as you said, Mark, she's feeling it. <laughs> Why not shoot it? Well, yeah, if you've got that feeling. And just... Uh, Makes it easier for the rest of the night for the team. Because they've got a big road trip next weekend. Another double. Four doubles yeah. to start off the season. Unbelievable. Ooh, Nicole Romeo just getting a hand. It looked fairly clean, but the ref was right there. So just a hand on the shot of, of Tessa Levy. She'll go to the line to shoot two. So Romeo picks up her first personal. They haven't been to the free throw line so far tonight. So it has taken almost... 11 minutes mm. to finally get there and unfortunately the first one misses second and one second is one off misses. to the right but she gets her own rebound tries to stick it back up Bunton will knock it out of bounds nope one of the caps have got the last touch on it so it'll be institute ball Rebecca Cole will inbound it from underneath their offensive basket third opportunity after the two missed free throws Manier quickly jacks it up Bunton can't get the rebound it's out Terrible of bounds shot caps too. ball yeah, there was no waiting. It was just, give me the ball, I'm going to shoot it. Anna Lewis is in for her first stint for the night for the Capitals. Nicole Johnson on as well. Nicole Johnson in the backcourt. Give it to Romeo to bring down across centre court. Down to Lewis, hands off to Romeo. Dribbling on the right side. Comes back to Lacey. Left side to Cozier. Cozier going around a screen towards the baseline and well <laughs> she was uh, Ran out of room. <laughs> running out of room and ended up giving up the ball AIS back at the other end Manier yeah, got the ball in the corner and just that little shuffle of feet before she took off and put the pass away another turnover against the Institute 10 in the first quarter yeah, not a good sign go wrong at the moment is going wrong it for the is. Institute fundamentals just not happening there at the moment Romeo on the right wing back to Lacey dribbling away to the left side looking to come down and well tried to pass it to Lewis who wasn't quite ready for it it runs away out of bounds another turnover against the Capitals so they started a bit sloppy in the first quarter started again the second quarter sloppy yeah not a uh, not a good pass there from Alison Lacey Tess Levy then back in the front call for the Institute Bunton out on the right side Cole coming around the screen no she won't pass it to her said she uh, tries to find uh, Manier on the right wing and chucked it straight in the crowd 
crowd participation on that one. So Romeo back on the right wing, inside to Lewis. Lewis across the key, passes off to Cozier at the elbow. Back across to Romeo from the right wing, she's hit those two threes. Won't put it up, goes instead back to Lewis. Lewis around the corner for Johnson and just a little quick on her. Lost it out of bounds. 31 to 6, 7.40 to go here still in the second quarter. And the uh, Capitals doing it easy. The AIS just have not scored yet here in this quarter either. Tess Levy then will bring it back into the front court. Nadine Payne has come in for them as Maneer gets it on the right wing. Across the Payne at the free throw line. The foul by Hannah Lewis. Good quick step uh, there from Nadine Payne. Won't be shooting. Uh, she just, uh, as soon as she got that she squared up and took that first step and that's where the foul came she wrong footed Lewis there and Lewis had no option really but to come across and stop her otherwise it was going to be a layup Garrick inbounds to Levy into Bunton low post turn around jumper bouncing on the rim about three times and then drops off and Lacey gets the rebound for the Capitals brings it into the front court Johnson back to Lacey driving towards the baseline on the left side Goes back out, Johnson to Romeo. Little late foot jumper from out front. Nice one, she's double figures. Having a great night, Nicole Romeo. Just pretty much finding space at will and, and getting easy shots. Levy driving inside and just picked up the ball as she tried to turn around and pass it off to someone else. Lost the handle on it. Travel. Taylor Roberts coming on for Bunton. Donnelly's in for Levy so they make uh, a couple of changes Phil's uh, Brent's got to do something Alex Sheedy is in as well so Nadine Payne will sit down well. Alex Sheedy's uh, first in for the uh, for the evening as well Romeo then drives down the left wing in the front court off to Dalgleish who's come back in for the Capitals right side finds Lacey into Lewis gets the drive baseline, pass around the corner from the left wing for three guess what Romeo's putting on a clinic <laughs> she got 13 quick pass the side of Roberts, turn around hook shot in the lane won't go, Johnson defensive rebound off to Romeo to bring it back into the front court, 13 points she's almost got the number she's wearing on her back we're only about halfway through the first, second quarter. Nicole Johnson comes up with her second basket as well. And the A.S. have it back at the other end, but it is 38 to 6 right now. Sheedy lost the handle on it, moves to pick it up. Gives it off to Roberts. Garrick into Roberts. Little shuffle of the feet, and boy, they've been caught a few times, so that's about the fourth or fifth time that shuffle of the feet has happened for the Institute. Alison Lacey sits down. In fact, we're going to time out as uh, Tegan Burke was uh, about to make her first appearance out on court. She did get to run out there. <laughs> she just runs back <laughs> and, and uh, joins into the timeout. <laughs> I'm sure she'll uh, get to. Spend some time out there now on the lead up to half time. That's good. They get rid of the nerves, run onto the court, and then bang. <laughs> no, you can come back and sit down. Well, because that'll be her probably her debut on court. Uh, yeah, definitely. She didn't hit the floor in either of the games last week or last night, so um, we'll see her strutting her stuff for the first time for the Capitals. 
Well, 38 to 6, it's, uh, I think it's probably fair to say the AIS aren't going to get back in this game. So good to see Phil Brown. He's not looking upset. He's not looking frustrated or anything. He's just talking to the girls and saying, look, you know, I mean, we, we say it all the time that you, you can get no better practice than actually being in a game. So there's no bad game. If you, if you know the game's away from you, and, you know, chances are they're not going to go back into it. Go out there and just go at it. Michelle's been listening in to the timeouts. Coach Brown again was talking about the importance of the possession game and uh, really focused on the fact that if the first shot you take, we don't have anyone under the glass to get the boards, we're going to get killed. So really important shot selection. Uh, for Coach Graff, again, it was just keep the defensive pressure up, great possession, look to run the ball and uh, get the win, girls. So the catch will be a problem. <laughs> yeah, in the backcourt. Lewis inbounds it to Romeo, dribbles down the centre of the court, now comes around the screen to the right. Looking for Johnson, can't, goes back to Lewis, dribbles to the left wing, pass to Dalgleish on the baseline. Shot won't oh. go, but Johnson on the other round, just sticks it back in, she's got six. She could jump another two feet, that would have been an alley-oop. She jumped up, got the ball mid-air and just put it back off the glass. That was a nice move from Nicole Johnson. So, Sheedy back at the other end for the Institute. Having trouble getting it away. She finally did. They go inside to Roberts. Lost the handle on it. Knocked out of bounds by the Capitals. So they double teamed her as she got it down low. So, Institute still have the ball. Garrick looking to inbound the ball. Gets it to Roberts low post. Goes back outside. Payne to Sheedy. They try to force another pass inside. And Shot clock violation. So, Capitals defense just smothering the AIS at the moment. They've really got nothing. nowhere to go. Looking very uncomfortable, and they are certainly looking very frustrated. And yes, it's down as Nicole Romeo drives inside. Shot won't go for her. Finally misses one. And <laughs> oh, she did, and uh, Tegan Burke was in there trying to rebound. It just uh, went out of bounds. Oh, she so missed, and she's been dragged. <laughs> Sure, that's got nothing to do with why she's having to breathe. That's amazing. Five and a bit minutes there for Nicole Romeo. She is, as we well, said, on fire tonight. Nicole Hunt was probably saying, hey, look, come on. <laughs> she's doing my job. Pitching all my points. She's back in anyway as the Institute can't get another shot to go. And the Caps bring it back down the left wing. Dalgleish to Lewis across to Burke. Lovely pass down to Dalgleish. Shot will drop. Burke will get the assist. That'll be her first assist. Basket counts plus one. So Michaela Dalgleish with four points for the game. Dalgleish will go to the line for a three-point play. Yeah, really nice curl off the screen there and uh, got position as soon as she got the ball. She closed, turned to the basket, was able to basically take her defender out of the play. It ain't working for the AIS because Nicole Hunt pinched the rebound off the uh, missed free throw. Giving away about a ball. foot on half of those AIS girls out there too. Ball was uh, heading towards Burke on the right wing. Knocked out of bounds by Cole. Still be Capitals ball on the right wing. Alex Bunton's back in for uh, Taylor Roberts. So Burke with the inbound pass. Finds Hunt. Hunt. Gives it to Lewis, low post, goes around on the screen, along the baseline. Bunton knocks it out of bounds. It'll still be Capitals' ball along the baseline. So 
Jessica Burke looking for somebody to get into. Finds Dalgleish back out to Hunt to set up the play. It's thumbs up. Looks to take on Donnelly and then puts up a 12 foot jumper. Won't go. Donnelly with a defensive rebound for the Institute. And she'll dribble it down the centre of the court. Look to set up a play. Sheedy's in front of her. We've got action away. We've got an issue with the uh, shot clock hasn't started. Okay. That's what it'll be. AIS will still retain the ball in the front court. We're going to take a couple of seconds off the shot clock, or is it. Uh, no. I guess it's just not. Oh, it is now working. They've got 24 seconds. Into Bunton, outside on the right. Across to Garrick on the left. She'll put up a shot just inside the three point line. Won't go. Hunt with a defensive rebound for the Capitals. She'll dribble behind Donnelly straight down court. Off to Dalgleish on the left wing. Comes into the paint. Johnson back to Hunt on the left wing. Lewis trying to force a pass in. Yeah. Bunton got a hand in there and knocked it loose. Sheedy will bring it back for the Institute. Garrick trying to find a pass inside to Bunton. And it was Dalgleish coming across, knocks it out of bounds. Institute will still have the ball under their offensive basket. A couple of changes. Tess Levy comes back in for the RAS. Tracy Beatty back in for the Institute to defend Bunton. And Olivia Thompson's in for the RAS. It's Rebecca Cole will go and sit down as well. Cole will look to inbound the ball. Maybe comes around the screen, gets it on the baseline. Forces up a shot that won't go, but she's fouled in the act of shooting, so she should go to the line for two. She will. Nicole Hunt picks up her first personal. Hopefully she'll have a bit more luck than the last trip they had to the line. <laughs> yeah. Over two. Yep, yep. As the Caps make a couple of more changes, Carly Wilson's back in. And Rebecca Haynes back in for the Caps. Well... So far they're 0 for 3 from the line. And, uh, it's not helping when you're down by 42 to 6. There she it makes is. it. <laughs> well, I'd say it's been probably 10 minutes at least of playing time since the last point they scored. But Tess Lazy makes the second of her free throws to make it 42 to 7. As Hunt drives inside, low post. Lost the handle on it. Knocked out of bounds by Hunt. So AIS will get it back from a turnover. Sheedy inbounds it to Levy to bring down the right side. 3.17 still here to half time at the AIS Arena. The Capitals leading the AIS 42 7. So take it down to the baseline, back for Thompson. And uh, well, there's another one of those. The feet are moving just too quick for the AIS, and they've certainly turned it over quite a few times exactly like that. Michaela Dalgleish will sit down for the Capitals and Alison Lacey back in. 3.05 till half time as Nicole Hunt then brings it down the right wing. Lacey a pass into Haynes who just manages to knock it loose, which was a bit a little bit lucky. Fran Wilson shot wouldn't drop for her though, and Sheedy with a defensive rebound for the AIS. Lavy driving inside. No basket going to count, and the foul is called by Offensive. Alex Bunton. Away wow. from, was away from the ball. Well, the 
of bad luck. So absolutely continues. nothing going right for the AIS as they finally got the ball in the basket. On the basket. Player not actually involved in the scoring or defending. It's been caught for a foul at the other end. Consistent of both ends. Tracy Beatty just foul of the night. Thompson will bring it back for the Institute. Down the centre of the court she comes. Looking for Bunton inside and she can't get it away to a hunt. Almost steals it. Gets it off to Carrick. Carrick gives it off to Lavy. She'll go around the score. Green on the right, driving baseline, has to pass it off to Thompson. Nice setup on the shot. Go, she's a little bit long with it. Nicole Hunt will bring it back into the front court as Haynes had the rebound defensively. Hunt then looking to set a play, go around a screen on the left from Beatty, comes back to Wilson. Wilson for Lacey, and low post is Haynes. Back out to Lacey, three from the right, won't go. Beatty trying to keep it alive, tips it straight to Levy, and she'll bring it back for the Institute. Pull up at the elbow, and a basket, and that first, that basket with a minute 42 to go to half time. The first basket of the quarter, and probably about 12 minutes since their last basket. I've been feverishly looking through the uh, ancient history to see what the lowest score in the half was. Institute on nine at the moment I'd say it would be pretty close going close, Lacey across to Haynes three pointer from the right, won't go defensive rebound from Thompson and she'll take off and dribble it into the front court Haynes makes a loose handle on it but she gets it back, Lavey a three from the right, wow I think 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 they're they're probably going to be safe I think from memory it was uh, six or seven but uh, I think they're well clear of that now with twelve, but uh, Good to see them finally hitting some some well, field goals. The, the confidence suddenly she hits one, a two, and then hits a three. She suddenly yep. got six points with the game, and all of a sudden they're into double figures. And that's Forty-two to twelve with a minute oh five to go till uh, half time. That's what will happen. They'll uh, they'll think would have been thinking there for a while. You know, they set the lid on top of the net, and they, they really haven't put up a lot of shots. I mean, we're looking at the the comparison that Capitals 28 they've only put up 15 shots for a half isn't a, a huge amount but uh, just have not been able to get it down and, and once a few of them drop they'll be thinking oh yep it's all good now we can uh, start to get on a bit of a roll well I think the AIS have put up what nine shots at quarter time yeah so they've only put up another eight here in the first nine minutes so they, they're just not getting shots and the Turnovers, they've had 18. Michelle's been listening in. Both coaches in that timeout were focused on uh, defensive errors that the teams are making. Carrie Graff is very concerned about lack of communication and not scrambling and rotating well in defence. And uh, Phil Brown was really concerned about the girls' slow reaction, not jumping off the ball and bumping flash cutters and just letting the, girl, the Capitals get too many easy lanes to the basket. Definitely. I mean, uh, to be a little bit expected with. With Coach Graff, she is playing uh, pretty much her bench at the moment. We're getting the odd starter coming in and out, but uh, it's mainly their bench there. Wilson to Hunt to Haynes, looking dribbles away to the left wing, hands off to Alison Lacey on the left wing, into Johnson at the free throw line, tries to force a pass inside. Nadine Payne <laughs> pinches it, and uh, Lavy's back at the other end. 
goes in the paint and fouled um, I think it might be in the penalty that will push him into the penalty so Laby's going to go to the line Rebecca Haynes picks up her first personal uh, Tess Laby, six points makes the first of the free throws the last trip she missed the first made the second but uh, all of a sudden she's got eight points and the team's got 14 it's 42-14 with 36 seconds left Nicole Hunt brings it back for the Capitals down the left wing dribbles back across centre court forces a pass into Johnson low post she'll try to throw it out of there straight into Olivia Thompson she's back at the other end 22 seconds still to half time Olivia Thompson gets a basket she had two already so she's got four for the game well the last couple of minutes have certainly been productive eight points in the last two minutes for the uh, Institute Nicole Hunt on the left wing setting up one play I guess Haynes tries to force it inside gets the ball back off a loose tip Carly Wilson with the shot from the left corner won't go and that's half time well sort of ugly basketball but the Capitals will be happy they go in at half time up by a big margin 42 to 16 over the Institute of Sport and uh, well I guess the RS can take some positives out of the last two minutes they got eight points well ten, ten points almost doubled their score from quarter time so uh, yeah in 18 minutes they'd scored six points <laughs> the last two minutes they managed to score yeah, eight so. much much better but uh, Coach Brown they haven't uh, haven't even hit the locker room yet they're all still sitting on the benches so maybe Coach Brown's not going to take them to the locker room we'll wait and see what happens but he might run running through some drills at half yeah there could be could be <laughs> some layup drills and some some, uh, some possession stuff really so Capitals 42 leading 16 Michelle's been able to grab hold of Mark Cartwright who's the general manager of uh, basketball ACT so she's going to have a little chat with him in our halftime show um, Mark Cartwright who's the CEO of Basketball Canberra and uh, one of the key players in driving this Capitals uh, program Mark just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's happened in the off season um, since the girls won the championship another championship and uh, good for Basketball Canberra obviously but what's been going on in the off season Look it's been a, a very busy off season we had to have a pretty critical look at the list um, the temptation's always to retain uh, you know or, or try and retain the majority of players when you win a championship but we actually had a bit of an assessment and decided that we needed a few changes um, we could see that uh, that we, we'd been through a cycle and, and we were at the end of that cycle we needed to refresh the list and um, and so we, we, we did have a fair bit of turnover but we're really happy with the level of talent we've got in we've got some good local talent we've brought in some exciting new talent um, and that's all the on, on the court stuff off the court we consolidated sponsorship brought in the sponsorship manager who's been very good for us uh, attracted some new uh, some new sponsors into the program and into the basketball ACT so it's it's been busy, but it's been very positive. It's quite an investment for a, a um, I guess, you know, a not-for-profit, well, not-for-profit not, not organisation, but it's basically a community-based organisation to invest in a sponsorship manage, manager. Is it, it's paying dividends? Look, it is. I mean, we've, we've got some fantastic uh, companies that put their hard earned into basketball across, across um, both the capitals as well as community. And we felt we were at a point in, in our maturity where we needed um, a, a dedicated resource to, to manage that investment and, and build stronger relationships as well as obviously take 
um, some of our marketable commodities and, and the capitals is right up the top of that list out to the market and try and attract some additional investment. So, um, yeah, it was a tough decision to make, but I think that's, that's where basketball is in this community. We're a mature sport now. We're becoming more commercial. We're still all about our members, but um, conversely, if, if we've got a, a, an ability to attract investment and, and give a great return to some local business, um, you know, we want to do that. Okay, great. So, and the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Mark, was having Carrie Graff tied up with the Opals sort of in the off-season or committed to the Opals program, which is fantastic for, for the Capitals program and basketball Canberra generally. Has that, has that created any challenges for you in an administrative sort of capacity? Yeah, it did. I mean, there's no secret that uh, is a very important part of this, this program. She's a big cog in the wheel and... And, uh, you know, Graffy's absence created a, a couple of um, voids, if you like. One was, uh, it was, it was a little more challenging to do the player recruitment because Carrie and I worked fairly closely on that. Uh, and the second was, um, you know, for, we've, we've built the, the Capitals program around, um, you know, really Carrie's PR and her public presence. So, you know, we need to be a little more uh, inventive in that space. Um, on court, obviously, we had some challenges, but we knew we could cover those because we have a great technical staff. And fortunately, a guy like Chris Lucas, who, you know, is, is certainly out of the top drawer, uh, was able to come across and uh, do the pre-season. I think uh, his work or the effectiveness of his work was evidenced last weekend and last night. We're 3-0. and Chris did a fantastic job with the girls. And, and right now we're rolling. We're pretty happy. And basketball generally in Canberra, how's it looking? Is it strong? Have we got good participation numbers? Are our junior programs coming along nicely? What, what's the sense of what it's, where it's travelling at the moment? Yeah, we're, we're, we're really happy with basketball in the Territory. Uh, we actually saw a, a 10% spike in senior nominations this season, which is a, you know, a huge increase. creates a huge headache for me because I've got to find, try and find a way to, uh, to get them all on the court with the limited uh, resources we have. But, um, but, but basketball's going really nicely in this town. I think it's established itself as a, as a major sport. Um, you know, we've got a great profile program here with the Caps, the boys program, the Gunners, uh, you know, have, have had a successful period over the last five or six years. Um, and we, we're getting some new kids in playing the game. So, you know, we're, we're ticking most of the boxes. That being said, we're certainly not complacent. We need to do a better job of servicing our members. We need to do a better job of finding a, a new facility to grow basketball in the Territory. So there are a couple of things still on my whiteboard that are, um, you know, that aren't quite done yet. Uh, and we're working on pretty hard over the next... 12 to 18 months, hopefully we can take them off. Now I know you're a basketball junkie as well as a, uh, an administrator of the game. What's your view on the Capitals this season? What do you think, how do you think they'll perform and uh, what do you see the, the difference being between I guess this group and, and last year's group? Well that's a good question Mick. Um, Look, I'm excited about this year's group. Uh, as I said, we've, we've sort of refreshed and rejuvenated the list. We've got a bunch of girls who are very, very, very excited, very proud of wearing a Transact Capital singlet, and that was the first key criteria for us. We wanted people who wanted to be here and wanted to win something for this city. Um, I, think, uh, I think around the league, people will be surprised with our depth. I think... Uh, people would have looked at our list and gone look your starters are great you might go one or two deep but then you're going to be thin but I think uh, 
I think people are starting to understand, certainly after the first couple of weekends, that we've got some players who are less heralded, but we believe in. They work. They understand their role. They work within our system, uh, and they're getting the job done. The Rebecca Haynes, uh, Nicole Romeo, Nicole Hunt. Some of these guys have come in as, as probably not, you know, the, the highly heralded recruits like a Bakovic or a Lacey, but um, they're doing a heck of a job at the moment. I think they're only going to get better. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, Cardi. Final four for the league. There's been a lot of player movements. What's your prediction? Can I say final five? Now we've got five final teams. Um, Transact Capitals will finish first. I think. Uh, I think. After Sharon Milner's injury, I think Bulleen might slip to third. I think Danny Nong will sweep second. Then it gets it gets a little bit open. Uh, I think Logan might be good for fourth. And look, I'm going to say Sydney will squeak in just out of Townsville on fifth. Thanks for your time, Cardi. We'll come back to you later in the season and see how you're tracking. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Mick. So Basketball Canberra CEO Mark Kite right there giving us the lowdown on how the Capitals have been travelling in the off-season. Of course, pretty huge voids in their lineup with the uh, removal of Lauren Jackson back to Europe to play over there. And, of course, Natalie Hurst getting her first taste of European basketball this year as well. So she started off in the French National League there last weekend and, and is, as we'd all expect, doing great things over there. Just having a quick run through of the scorers for the Capitals. Of course, the score at halftime, 42 leads to 16. Uh, Alison Lacey's got one point. Michaela Dalglish, four. Carly Wilson, two points. A pretty quiet night for her, but she's only been out there for nine and a half minutes. Uh, she's played almost 40 minutes in all three games of the, the, uh, the opening rounds. Uh, Nicole Hunt's got no points yet after 18 last night, but again, only playing 8 minutes. So Tolo, she's only played 5 minutes. She's got 4 points. Nicole Romeo, well, she's having a blinder tonight. She's got 4 assists, 2 rebounds, 1 steal, and 13 points, leading all scorers out there. Rebecca Haynes has got uh, 4 points. Michelle Cozier with 4 points. Tracy Beattie with 4. And Nicole Johnson with 6 the, uh, the rebounding stat, which is normally a fairly high one for the Capitals, they normally average around between 40 and 50 boards a game. The rebounding count for the entire game is only 15 to 8. So it's probably got a lot to do with the, uh, the amount of made baskets that are going down. So it's uh, going to be a quiet night on the boards for those scorers. For the AIS, they've only got, uh, been able to amass 16 points, but as we did mention... Uh, they picked up 10 of those in the last two minutes of that second quarter. Tessa Levy is leading all the AIS scorers with eight points, so half of their points. Uh, Olivia Thompson has four. Gretel Tippett's got two, and Madeline Garrick has two as well. So some work to do there for the Institute, but uh, I'm sure they'll uh, be talking about that right now. In fact, we... we mentioned that the team hadn't gone out into the locker room at half time and Phil Brown has actually got them out here running through some of their offensive sets and uh, just getting just fine tuning what, what's going on out there on the floor for them. Just looking at some of the, the games that were on last night of course the Canberra Transact Capitals defeated Sydney 73-60 to 
here at the AIS Arena. We had a very close game in Bendigo with the Dandenong Rangers just sneaking away with the win there in Bendigo. So that was a fantastic result for the Spirit. Last night in Townsville, the Logan Thunder, who uh, Mark Cartwright mentioned as one of his top five teams. Well, they are certainly off to a great start so far. They uh, are at two and one. And they were able to take care of Townsville in Townsville last night, 82 points to 73. And the big, big shock, I guess, last night was uh, the big win for the West Coast Waves, their first win of the season. They defeated Bulleen in Perth, 86 to 75. And Michelle, it looks like uh, the Sharon Milner factor is a massive one for Bulleen. Absolutely massive. I think that's probably going to be. Uh I don't want to put the label on it, but injury of the season. You look at Bulleen and they're a great group, but they are really weak in the guard spot without Milner in that point spot. You know, she runs them um, so effectively. She plays big minutes for them, and there's a couple of players that can slide in there and, and fill in for a few minutes here and there for her, but to actually have your general on the court um, out for, I think it's looking at, at three or four months at the moment is what I've sort of heard, hasn't been confirmed yet. That is a huge loss. It'd be interesting to see what Coach Ma does to replace Milner. There was rumours floating around that Michelle Timms was coming out of retirement. Surely not. But surely not. Surely not. I mean, that would be a, quite a quite a coup to get Michelle Timms out of retirement. But I think think she might have been past her best. Of <laughs> course, so. probably the most telling stat, we're just looking at the box score from last night, for the boomers is the 21 turnovers yeah and you know that's huge I would think that that would be very I, I would think that it's probably been a few years since Pauline have had that many turnovers in, in a game, game yeah. in one game but uh, you know at the other end of the obviously West Coast Waves did something really good last night and uh, you know they've got Tully Bevilacqua into that group which is um, a great thing for Western Australian basketball you know she was from Perth well not from Perth she was from just outside Perth originally but she's a, a West Australian and for her to go back there in her twilight years and, and give back to that state is fantastic. So um and Make she it sound like a pensioner twilight years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Tully. <laughs> Sad when I remember when she debuted. So um Yeah, what's up, my God? <laughs> that's exactly right. But you know, it's great for her to be back there and uh, um, obviously, you know, it will be critical to that team. She brings so much experience and, and um, such a great work ethic and she will really show that young group um, exactly what well they're not that young but reasonably inexperienced group what it's like to have to play at this level and what you need to do and how hard you have to work to be able to be competitive so I think that's fantastic yeah she had quite a game last night 19 points 9 assists 4 steals so definitely uh, out there and mixing it up and and getting it done but uh, yeah just a a weird box score when you look at the score 86 to 75 so they win by 11 uh, the Boomers as you'd expect with the likes of uh, Penaluna and Cambridge and Rachel Jarry who are all fantastic rebounders they out-rebounded Perth 39 to 24 it's an absolute shellacking on the boards The uh, but that turnover count 21 to 9 and um, the uh, Perth only got 7 points off those turnovers though so it's almost like it didn't have an impact but uh, 
yeah, you've got big concerns any time you're coughing up the ball 21 times in a game. Absolutely. Against the Waves, then you'll, yeah. uh, you know, if, if you've turned the ball over against them like that, then you'd imagine some of the teams, you've got a real, really aggressive uh, defence, such as the Canberra Capitals, etc., you will struggle there. So I'll hand back to Mark, who's back here, and uh, this game's about to get back underway. Yep, half time has just ended. We've got the Capitals up. 42 to 16. So the AIS just going through the instructions there with Coach Brown and they didn't take to the uh, change room at halftime. They were out running through some offensive sets and uh, Coach well, Brown just making sure that they are They probably all get a lot more benefit out of that than going and sitting oh, inside and not a lot talking you can talk it. about. It. There, they were able to walk <laughs> through the sets. He was showing them this is what I want you to try and do and Absolutely, but, uh, and you know it, it's we've we've said it for years. Phil Brown in that role needs the patience of a saint, and he does have it. He uh, he's really taking um, undersized, underprepared players and, and throwing them into the you know one of the toughest leagues in the world. So they were just running through their stuff. Capitals have got the ball in offense. Nicole Hunt gets on the board for her scoring. We mentioned she hadn't had any at halftime, but now she does. Two points, yep. Caps lead 44-16. Hannah Lewis, Tegan Burke, the only two who haven't scored yet for the Capitals. As Cole has it in the front court for the Institute. Pass inside to Bunton. Low post, hands off the Levy coming around the screen. The Cole oh, reaches in, but Garrick picks up the scraps and forces a foul out of Beatty. Yeah, just had Tracy Beatty walking backwards there, so... Um, Getting pinged for the reach. Bit unlucky. Madeline Garrick will step up to the line to shoot two. She makes the first. And she had two points earlier in the game, so. She doubles that. She's got four, and it's 44 to 18. As Wilson gets it in the front court on the left wing. Beatty's in front of her, fighting for her position with. Brittle Tippett. Tippett a little, uh, putting a bit too much effort in, in wrestling there with Tracy Beatty rather than I, I wonder sometimes trying to on defend that one. How do, you, how do you really pick who's the aggressive? <laughs> yeah. They're both going at it. <laughs> yeah. Foul on Tippett though, that's just, that's her third. Ball inside of Cozier, off to uh, Haynes. Shot won't go, but they keep it alive and the ball's back outside the hunt. Set up play. Haynes back off to Hunt coming around the screen on the left side. Lost the handle on it. Four tip loose. And Garrick will pick it up for the Institute off another turnover from the AIS, from the Capitals. Levy on the right wing. Looking to call Bunton inside. Now goes around the screen. Levy's still with it. Comes back to the right. Gives it to Bunton, top of the key. Left side is Cole. Cole using another screen and then from the free throw line. Ooh. Has to jack it up as the shot clock expires. Bunton just keeps it alive but only finds Cozier who will bring it into the front court down the right wing for the Caps. Michelle down there has been able to uh, get us a bit of a special interview. She's going to talk with Jess Bibby quickly. Jess, what was the mood like in the change rooms at half time? Yeah, look, obviously, um, you know, a 30 point lead at half time is you know, reasonably happy with. A lot of sort of, sort of spoke about attention to detail and you know, limiting our turnovers a little bit. You know, 11 turnovers is a little bit too many, um, and, and that was that enabled them to be able to go on a, on a 10 point run in the, the end of that second quarter there. So just tightening up a little bit with our turnovers and, and not allowing them to fast break us. 
Thanks for your time, Jess. No worries. Yes, it's been uh, pointed out. Mariana um, Tolo, I think, has got ice around her uh, ankles, got the shoes off. We ain't seen her back. No, nah, she's done her five minutes for the night. <laughs> she's going to have a bit of a rest. And why not? She's worked pretty bloody hard over the last month. So Yeah, good chance for her to rest up. Capitals get a second opportunity off a long rebound. Hunt outside, off to Cozier. Puts it on the floor, drives inside and lays it up. Nice Finger roll, nice. <laughs> Shell Cozier. It's 46 to 18. 7.55 here to go in the third quarter. Roberts on the right wing. Garrett comes around the screen at the top and hits the outside jumper. It's just a two, though. And then she puts pressure on Rebecca on. Rebecca Wilson, Carly Wilson on the right wing. Knocks her out of bounds. Foul. Rebecca Wilson, no relation. No, no relation. <laughs> Nicole Hunt takes a breather. Nicole Romeo back on. Yeah, she's got one more to get the number on her back. She's got 13 as she comes back in. She hits it back on the left wing from BT. Cuts away to the right. Put up the shot from the left. Dang. Oh, she's got 15 now. Change her number. 15. The hot hand tonight. She is certainly. Ball inside for Roberts. Fouled in the act of shooting. She'll be going to the line for a couple of free throws. 48 to 20. Yep. Tracy Beatty just not moving the feet there. Well, she, relying she a bit on that reach. Playing. She no, no. Was retired. Was She's she? doing fine. <laughs> doing a great Thrown, job. Yeah, hasn't, hasn't worked in the off-season. Uh, I don't think she wanted to say the R word, but she certainly wasn't expecting to come back and play this season. Wasn't prepared to to fully concede so um, she's uh, considering yeah no warm up no preparation no off season no pre-season she's, she's doing fine yeah she is so a couple of free throws there for the institute and the Capitals will have it in the backcourt 48-22 as Romeo brings it down the right wing Wilson back to Haynes at the top of the key dribbles into the paint then throws it off the right corner for Hunt uh, for Romeo and her pass inside went straight through the hands of Johnson a quickly institute get it quickly down court Garrick back to Levy who set up a play from the top Bunton on the left looking for someone inside can't get it there stolen by Cozier off to Wilson oh, great tightrope working the line. there <laughs> a few instances of that this, uh, this evening Showing good uh, awareness of where the lines are. Haynes to Romeo, back to Cozier on the left wing, puts it on the floor, driving through the centre of the lane. Rolls it in yet again. Cozier's very, very comfortable with attacking the basket straight on and that shot over the front ring. Because, you know, fundamentally, you never want to do that. You want to try to go left or right and use the backboard. But uh, she's, she's worked that into a bit of a fine art. The Caps have brought up the half century. Thompson. The two from about the three-point line on the right. Wouldn't go. Wilson, defensive rebound. Off to Romeo. Down the right wing. Garrick defending her. Johnson across to Cozier on the left. She put it on the floor and drove in the basket. Lap won't go for her this time. And it's Levy who comes away with it. Under the basket. Drives straight to the other end. Three on one. Carrick back over to Levy with a bit of a no-looker. Ball won't go. And Johnson tips it to Cozier. Caps get it back. Off the missed shot. 
So Romeo then brings it back down the right wing for the Capitals. 50 to 22, five and a half till three quarter time. Johnson, top of the key, off to Wilson. Goes around the screen, gives it to Romeo. Cozier lost the handle on it, does well to keep a c- control of it, gets <laughs> it to Wilson. Baseline jumpers blocked and knocked out of bounds. 24 second violation. Carly Wilson having to uh, just chuck something up there. The shot clock was expiring quickly. Hey, I also think you're doing the uh, the mass changes as it's uh, another timeout called by by uh, Phil Brown or maybe for the AIS or by the Capitals yeah, well, so we've got some mass changes anyway coming up from both, probably both sides pretty scrappy first sort of five minutes there uh, Canberra only leading 6-5 in this quarter so the Institute uh, almost each quarter has been a sloppy building. start by both teams yeah. and then they seem to get into it so the uh, Capitals tended to get into it a bit earlier than the uh, Institute have been but, uh, well it's certainly going to happen with the uh, the lineup the Caps are going with at the moment so but uh, you know as, as we always say it's, it's just there's no experience like actually being out there and playing and it's a fantastic opportunity for a lot of these Capitals bench players to get some good valuable minutes out on the floor in a, in a WNBL game well the lineup they're going with is Romeo Johnson, Dalgleish, Haynes, and Lacey. That's not quite what we would have been expecting this early in the season. Michelle's been listening into the timeouts. Coach Brown was talking to the AIS girls about this is a great opportunity for them to show what is required at this level of uh, basketball. He talked to them about the fact that you cannot afford to jog and you cannot take a back step physically in this game at this level. So he doesn't care if they run hard for a minute and they're calling for a sub. What he doesn't want to see is anyone who's not putting in 100% effort. At the other end of the floor, Graffy really just focused on some offensive execution, really just working through some plays and talking to the girls about using it to run their stuff. Donnelly brings it into the front court for the Institute. Off to Cole. Right side is Nadine Payne. She's been defended by Haynes. Roberts back off to Payne and they come up with a nice basket on the right side. Little 10 foot jumper. And the Institute uh, 50 to 24 trailing the Capitals as Nicole Romeo drives inside. Nice little layup as she gets it running over the rim. She's now 17. Romeo harassing Donnelly. She tries to bring it into the front court. Just getting it there in time. Hands off to Cole. Cole looking for Payne driving to the baseline. Payne's coming across with Johnson defending that one. One of them's going to be called for it. Payne's going to get it. Uh, both of them could have. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> Lewis coming on, giving Rebecca Hayne a breather. We need. Uh, well, Tr- Tracy Braithwaite's got three fouls. Rebecca Hayne with two. Nobody else has got more than one for the Caps. <laughs> so uh, no problems there. As Nadine Payne at the line makes the second, and it's 52-25 as the Caps will bring it back. Romeo with the ball. Gets it across down the right side. Donnelly chasing her feverishly. Now Romeo off to Lacey, driving inside, down for Johnson. Layup won't go, and Bunton with the defensive rebound. Gives it to Cole, down the right wing for the AIS. No, it goes across to the left. 
Payne trying to force up a shot has it knocked out of bounds. In fact, he just lost it. It'll be Capitals' ball under their defensive basket. So Romeo again puts up a couple of fingers to signal what the play is and drives down the left wing. In the corners, Dowd Leash. Back to Romeo. Johnson, low post on the left side. Hands back off to Romeo. She won't go baseline. At the elbow, Johnson makes the basket. She's got eight for the game. Cole Johnson. Well, she's having a great night out in her first game, yeah. She's a great size, Nicole Johnson. Out there at the moment, matching up with Nadine Payne. When you lose somebody like uh, Susie Bakovic, um, have some size there to come in and show up that she can play. Good signs for the uh, for the Capitals that the next three weeks maybe not such a terrible time. No, great rebound there from Michaela Dalglish, just battling away down under the basket. And move it round to the left wing, Dalglish. Lacey in the low post, can't get it to her. Romeo, high post, cross court from the right. Hannah Lewis. Oh, we just need Tegan Burke to score now. (laughs) Now we've just got one to get a basket. Tegan Burke, the only one that hasn't yet scored for the Capitals. uh, First basket for Hannah Lewis tonight. 56-25, to go till three-quarter time. Payne for the AIS. Outside, puts it on the floor, looking to drive inside against Lewis. Nice work, nice move, gets the basket. Took it to the basket and scored. Yep, toward the end of last season, Payne and, and Taylor Roberts were really the big standouts, and, and Gretel Tippett as well for the for the Institute. And all, all three of them have been fairly slow to get going this season, but sure as they get back into the grind, things will, will start to kick on for them again. And Lewis with a little floating lap jumper. And the lane comes up with one. And well, Romeo just got a handle in there on Manier. Uh, so we've got uh, the round clears the bench. Yeah, clears the bench. <laughs> five on, five off. Tegan Burke on for the Capitals. Let's give the scorers a chance to just update the uh, changes. <laughs> so we've got Taylor Roberts, Garrick, Sheedy. Uh, Tessa Levy and Olivia Thompson on now for the Institute. Levy back for Thompson, back to Levy, top of the key. Tries to force it inside off Alison Lacey's ankle, out of bounds. Unlike the uh, the pink socks of Carly Wilson, Alison Lacey is favouring the black. Yeah. Not sure if they are ankle bracelets or what, but... Anyway, she comes up with a steal as she forces Levy into the mistake. And Alison Lacey dribbles it into the front court. Gives it to Lewis. On the right, back to Lacey on the left. Three from her is just a little bit short. Dalglish, can she keep it alive? Ball loose on the ground, bouncing around. Tegan Burke ends up with it. She's in for the Capitals. And now we're going to jump ball. And it's going to be AIS ball. Got Lacey versus Lady just Lacey to keep us on our toes, and I keep my tongue going. There, yeah. <laughs> 58-27, minute 30 to three-quarter time. Capitals leading here. Lady brings it into the front court. Garrick at the top of the key, driving through the centre of the lane, will be fouled. Probably in the act of shooting. She's quick, Garrick. She gets that first step away, and. Uh, 
is very, very quick to the basket. Yeah. Nice move, just got the ball and took off and forced the uh, defence into the foul. So, nice move, Garrick at the line, makes the free throw, she's got seven for the game. Second free throw is good as well, so she's up to eight. As Lacey will bring it into the front court, being defended by Levy. Nice one, girls. Johnson across the Dowglish on the right wing. Takes it down low and then puts up a 14 foot jumper that won't go. Kelmus came back to her. Garrick keeps it alive, hands it off to Levy to dribble down, sent down the court. Low post towards Taylor Roberts, but can't get it there because Tegan Burke stuck a leg out. And it'll be ball from the side for the Institute. Shot clock reset to 24. Garrick from the right wing into Taylor Roberts' low post and in the back end against Johnson. Hands off to Garrick. Little oh, nice. Loading jumper. And they're starting to get some of their offence going, so that half time coaching has worked. Definitely. <laughs> Up to 31. As Lacey goes round to the right. Lewis off to Dalgleish in the left corner. She brings it back out of there. Tegan Burke inside to Lewis in the paint. Nice. Good shot. And Lewis all of a sudden's got six for the game. The AIS have it back in the front court. 16 seconds till three-quarter time. Taylor Roberts off to Thompson. Forces up a shot and gets it. That elevation that Thompson, Thompson has. And she's got six as well. Six seconds for one last shot for the Capitals into Johnson. Johnson on the baseline. Well, she's going to go to the line and have to win them the hard way. Taylor Roberts, I believe it is. Oh. for the foul, indeed. And that's her second personal for the game. And for the last 1.8 seconds, Alex Bunton, Nadine Payne will come in for uh, Roberts and Sheedy who will sit down for 1.8 seconds till three quarter times. First free throw for Johnson won't go. 60 to 33. And she makes it. She's got nine points at uh, three quarter time. They're going to get a shot off in time. Thompson uh, did jack one up, but it was going to be late anyway. Three-quarter time in the Canberra Capital, 61, AIS 33 here at the AIS Arena. And a much better third quarter from the AIS. They got 17, and in fact only got beaten by one. Uh, just waiting here, one extra point to come up Still yet on, 19, the, on, the, on our live stats. But, uh, yeah, 19 to 19 17. To 17 regardless, a very, a very good result. And as... As uh, we've been talking about all game, Michelle's been relaying from the timeouts and stuff. Phil Brown's being concerned with the offense and looking after the ball, possession, getting through their sets, just not happening. And clearly, with a, a six point and a ten point quarter, you could definitely say that. But 17 in that third quarter is a really good result for the Institute, and they'll be feeling a bit more comfortable out there and a little bit more relaxed to get some points on the board and get their game running. Capitals are uh, just slowing things down, and we were. Saying at three quarter time they were looking at a ton easy, but <laughs> 28, 14, and 19 in that quarter they'll be just slowing things down a bit. And, uh, but a good result for the Institute. 
and it's just a great opportunity, as we always mention, just to get back in the game, get playing. It's going to be a long, long season for them. But uh, last season, I think they only picked up the one game in the win column. But uh, they came very close in that late last two months to picking up uh, probably three or four others or a couple of games there that went down within five points. So uh, really, really, we're coming together at the end of the season. Okay, Michelle's been. Uh, they get 21 turnovers, at three which is good time. for them. So yeah, they were, they were on track for a lot more than that. Two or three at, uh, for the quarter. So yeah, it's good. Michelle's Michelle. been listening in with Phil Brown. Walking the girls through some um, instruction in terms of what they're where they're letting themselves down defensively. Talked about containing the dribble, uh, going and trapping and making that decision and going hard and making sure that they get the rotation. At the other end of the floor, Phil Brown again is focusing on the girls in terms of, I guess, you know, making sure that they're keeping the intensity up, that their concentration is there and that they're really doing all the little things that they need to do to try and slow down this Capitals team. Well, it's happening. It's getting out there and, uh, as we've mentioned, doing a lot better in this second half. It's going to be Capitals with the ball. They've got Cozier, Beattie, Wilson... Haynes and Nicole Romeo she's got 17 points already so she'll look to build on her title for the Institute we've got Levy Thompson Garrick Payne and Alex Bunton so capsule first use of the ball as Romeo gets it at the top of the key from Wilson as to do Beatty hands off to Romeo coming around the screen and she puts up the layup cool travel. travel yep so turnover to start the final quarter from the Capitals. So it'll be Donnelly to bring it into the front court for the Institute. Down or Levy it is. Gives it to Garrick. Garrick inside back to Levy in the left quarter. Comes around the screen from the elbow. Shoots over the top of Beatty. Won't go, but Thompson oh. inside gets the offensive board, sticks it back. Very nice tough work. little play there from Olivia Thompson using those springs that she's famous for to just elevate up above the two defenders there and, and uh, hit a little one foot jump shot Romeo to Wilson at top of the key Cozier coming around the screen gets it at the free throw line Beatty from the left found herself open 14 foot jumper why not it's <laughs> open and hits it Levy now with the ball for the institute bringing it up floor over to Garrick, left-hand side, flicks it to Thompson. Thompson just dumps it down to Nadine Payne. Back to Thompson, little handoff, that jump shot just a bit long off the back of the iron, and Michelle Cozier comes away with the rebound. Hands off to Romeo, back to Cozier. She goes middle to Tracy Beatty. Carly Wilson, the right-hand side. She finds Cozier all alone on the baseline, just rattles around and doesn't drop For Olivia Thompson, picks up the rebound. Tessa Levy gets all the way to the basket. Just Tracy Beatty. More to do with the uh, the size of the two <laughs> opponents. Just put the arm out and collected Tessa Levy's forehead. <laughs> she was going through. Not an intentional uh, head high shot, but uh, more an indication of the about a foot height difference. There's <laughs> something to do with that. So she'll go to the line for a couple of three throws. Taylor Robertson, Gretel Tippett are back in for the RS. As Levy goes to the line and makes the first of the free throws. It's her ninth point of the game. Chance to go into double figures and join uh, Madeline Garrick. And she does so. 
Tippet AK 18 to go here in the final quarter. Tippett will be looking to make amends. She's had a, a pretty ordinary night so far. She's got yeah, four well, fouls on, four fouls, on yeah. not a lot of minutes. So uh, let's see if she can uh, get something done down the stretch in this last quarter. BD back for Wilson driving in the lane. Ball knocked loose. Thompson will get to it. And Lavey will take it into the front court. Got the players there. Tip it a nice oh, pass nice. to Roberts. You can't get the first one. Second opportunity. Tied up. Should be AIS ball. And That's timeout called by Kerry oh. Graff. That's more like the tippet we've seen uh, at the end of last season. And uh, hints of that last week as well. She's got great hands. She's extremely athletic. But uh, I think she was just getting a little too caught up in the physical side of the game early on. And. Uh, Gave away some pretty cheap fouls. Coach Brown really had no option but to sit her down, otherwise she would have fouled out in that first half. So let's uh, hope she can get out there and get a good run for the next, uh, well, there's eight minutes left in the game. Well, she, she only played eight minutes yeah. the, uh, up till three-quarter time, so you, you would have expected her to play a lot more than that, but obviously foul problems. Well, as they progress, she's going to be one of the players that's going to uh, get things done for them. They've, they've got a as those guys get more touch and more understanding of the game, they've got a, a really good front court there with Tippett, um, Taylor Roberts and, and Nadine Payne. Get Bunton in there and Sheedy as well. and uh, They can go pretty big and uh, be pretty effective. Michelle's been listening in to the timeouts and we'll go down to her. Uh, very emanated uh, Kerry Graff down in that timeout. She was really unhappy with the group's performance. She talked about the fact that uh, if you are on the floor or if you are on the bench, it doesn't matter. You listen to the instructions that she is giving and you follow them. And if you're not prepared to do that, well, you can damn well sit on the bench. There's a few expletives thrown in. Uh, Phil Brown, on the other hand, was just focusing on execution offensively. There you go. Graffy laying down the law. <laughs> Taylor Robertson shot, couldn't get it shot to drop and the Caps are off and running, Cozier driving straight at the other end, lays it up with the left hand on the reverse layup yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe those words got uh, listened to <laughs> Deceptive there though from Cozier, she drives at that basket like she's a right hander and then just curls under for the reverse and it's a preferred hand and easy in and scores Tracy B is going to pick up the fifth, I think. Yeah, Tracy will be gone. So, Carrie's uh, caught very much unawares by that one. So, points to Nicole Johnson, Nicole and uh, Johnson. she'll get yeah. another go. She had, had a group of them in front. Carrie was instructing them and what she was expecting of them as a group. And all of a sudden, she had to. Uh, sorry, you. You need to pick someone to go on, coach. <laughs> got the message tipped them with a chance for the three-point play, and can't make it. But Taylor Roberts gets the uh, rebound. Back into Garrett. Garrett to Thompson along the baseline. Left that one short. Ball loose on the ground, and out of bounds off the Capitals. It's Nobody could quite pick it up. So it's going to be Institute ball from the base. They're winning this quarter so far. Six to four. Thompson just getting that one in time. Finds Robertson to tip it. Backing in against Wilson. Back out to Garrick. Garrick from the right. Pull up jumper. Lifted a little bit short and 
Rebecca Haynes of the defensive rebound gives it to Nicole Romeo to bring back into the front court. She'll come down the right wing. 65-39, seven minutes to go. Oh. Drives in and lays it up. little stutter at about the three-point line and, and both of the girls that were around her defending it just went flat-footed. So she just kept on going and uh, got an easy layup in the end. Sucking the defence into thinking you're doing one thing. Yep. Garrett gets it underneath. Left-handed layup. <laughs> Would have been spectacular if it had worked. Yeah, a little work for her. overhead reverse there. Cozy, a three from the left. Bang. All net. Oops. And Michelle uh, Cozio, she's up to 13 points. Tippett goes into Roberts. Had position. Shot well, run around the room and drops out. She'll go to the line for a couple of free throws. Nicole Johnson called for that one. And that's the... Just her first of the game. Timeout called by Phil Brown. They're doing some good things and uh, some that are just so so, but 870 to 39. They put some respectability on the scoreboard in this uh, well, we were second half. <laughs> With about two minutes to go in that uh, second quarter, they were six. seven points, six points. So oh, it was looking it was ugly. looking very ugly. So it's good to uh, good to see the institute. On a bit of a roll now. Always, uh, they really just couldn't buy a trick anywhere on the floor, the offensive or defensive ends in that first 15 to 18 minutes. So In the second quarter, when they finally did get one in, it got cancelled because there was a foul before yeah. it. And, oh, <laughs> nothing much was working for them. But, uh, yeah, they come back into it nicely. Uh, Garrick and Levy have both got 10 points, so they've got two and double figures. Olivia Thompson's got eight, so she could certainly get there as well. well Mariana Tolo looking very comfortable. She's dressed in a warm-up. She could be forgiven for not even hitting the showers, I think. Yeah, yeah, a bit of ice on the ankles <laughs> and uh, the basketball shoes are gone. Michelle's been again in the timeouts. Phil Brown talked to the girls about staying strong mentally, about putting through, thinking about what it is that they need to be doing out on the floor, what's our focus, what's my job, what's my role, focusing on what their responsibilities are and staying strong mentally. The other end of the floor, uh, a very focused group of girls listening to Carrie Graff in this timeout. <laughs> Clearly learned their lesson from the last timeout. Roberts made the first, missed the second, and then the Caps... Um not the rebound, but uh, chuck it away. It's sloppy in the back court. I don't think that's what Curry instructed him to do. Thompson then will inbound from the left wing for the Institute. Goes into Tippett, who immediately takes on Haynes. Takes it to the baseline. Shot won't go. Tipped out of bounds off Bunton. It must have been coming in there from the back. Knocked it away out of bounds. Some full court pressure coming here from the Institute. As Haynes has to go along to Cozy. It gives it back to... Romeo who will bring it down the left wing into the front court back to Lacey and the Cozy are cutting into the paint off the Haynes at the elbow from the left it won't go ball tip loose and Haynes will run it down and Caps get second opportunity As Romeo passes into Ro to Cozy oh. another one it's uh, not a conventional layup <laughs> Just a bit of a uh, cruisy night out for Michelle Cozier. She's just throwing them up from all corners of the floor. She's got 15. A little, called. a little too cruisy there. She's <laughs> decided not to play some defense. Oh, no, it was on Lacey. Alison Lacey. 
Hannah Lewis is back in for the Caps. And I was about to say, I didn't see the foul on Cozy, but they were calling a, a holding foul. So Thompson abounds to tip it, turn around, baseline Ooh. jump is long. But Very Martin long. runs down the <laughs> rebound. Chucks it back out to Levy in centre court. So they can set up a second opportunity. Now Levy drives down centre of the lane, got too far underneath and yep. hit the underside of the rim. Cozier, defensive rebound. Romeo quickly to Lacey, back into Romeo who was going for the basket, couldn't control it, takes it back outside and they'll set up a play. Cozier on the left wing, another three, not quite. Lacey inside fighting for the rebound but Tippett gets it, gets it to Cole in the front court. On the left wing, back to Levy, top of the key. 4.55 to go here in the final quarter. Tippett on the left, finds Levy on the right wing. Cozier watching her. A little hand in there from Cozier. Gets her on the arm as she tried to pass it. It's her second for the game. So a couple of changes. Cozier will sit down. Romeo sits down. Dalgleish. Burke. And Burke. So Burke's got four minutes, 45 seconds to get those points and then every, every capital will have troubled the scorer. Levy at the line, she makes the first. So that's so this will probably push Lacey in that one spot, which is where she played in college. Although she's not really shown any signs of looking comfortable in that role. Definitely more of a shooting guard, but uh, we'll see how she goes in this next four minutes. Just the second, then the Capitals will have it from the inbound. Johnson to Lacey, who brings it into the front court. Goes into Johnson, cross court, just trying to find Tegan Burke cutting to the basket. Um, right it idea, it's about half a second it late. Was, it was Tracy, uh, she might have been had the right height, but it's a bit high as well. Four and a half minutes left here. Tippett gets in the front court, cross to Donnelly on the right, being defended by Lacey. Tippett comes and gets it in the right corner, cross court, bullet pass to Cole. Off the bunton, left that one a little bit short, mm. and Tippett gets a fifth. Tippet. Yeah. Oh well, unfortunately, that is goodbye to Gretel Tippett. Yeah, just really didn't have any position there. It was a bit of a bit of a wild swipe in the end. So not a great night for Gretel Tippett. She certainly had a, had a much better fourth quarter than she had earlier. So. Yeah, but <laughs> even then, not saying a lot. She's certainly uh, a better player than we've seen tonight, so uh, chalk that one down to a, a tough night at the office. Indeed. Pass inside for Lewis, calling the play. Johnson across to Burke, comes into the paint. Here we Up go. front. Oh, no. no. Just came off the back of the rim and <laughs> dropped off the front. And the Institute back at the other end. Cole with the ball to Donnelly. Still three minutes 47 to go here. Donnelly calling the play, dribbles to the right side. Low post to Bunton, going to back in against Johnson. Turn, goes back to the baseline and think, overcooks it. Went too long. So Burke, pass inside for Lewis. No, great steal from Payne. Burke in there trying to steal it back. Can't. Donnelly oh, nice down pass. to Bunton, who scores. Banks it in off the glass. 3.20 to go, 72-43. Really good Donnelly. vision there from Michaela Donnelly. 
Dalgleish across to Johnson, right side Burke, goes inside to Dalgleish, nice little basket under the basket, got position and laid it in. A few assists for uh, Tegan Burke, even if she's not going to trouble the scorers, she's made some she's got a couple really of nice, she hit one earlier. Yep, that's so a really nice pass. She has, has troubled the scorers, just not the uh, points yet. On the right, left wing, they move it into Bunton. She's going to work away into the paint. Reverse and shot won't go for her. Thompson picks it up. Left, right-handed hook shot won't go. Johnson with a defensive rebound. Lacey down court to Burke. Out on the right wing, she finds Johnson in the middle. Left side to Dalgleish. Into Lacey cutting inside. Burke fouled in the act of shooting. going to go to the line. So a golden opportunity here for Tegan Burke. Nadine Payne called for the foul. Phil Brown wants to talk about it. Yeah, we've got 2 minutes 22 left in the game. So there'll be a change for the AIS. But uh, Tegan Burke will be going to the line for a couple of free throws. I think uh, Phil Brown just wants to put the pressure on her. Make, uh, make you think about it for, uh, for a minute. Institute's had a, a good quarter again. It's 13-10, the, uh, the quarter time score. So he'll be wanting to he'll be following that and making sure that his girls are still in the game. Looks like he's talking through their offensive sets again. Certainly worked at half time, whatever he talked to them. And, uh, master coach got them to do it. We've still got 2 minutes and 22 seconds left. Mariana Tolo trying to lead a bit of a cheer, trying to get a cheer going from the crowd as the uh, Caps come back out on the court. Dalgleish, Lacey, Tegan Burke will be at the free throw line with Lewis and Johnson. We've got Anna Michelle. Uh, one message from Phil Brown and that was jump to the ball girls he's very concerned about them getting beating on flash cut action all the time Carrie Graffitt, the under end of the floor just said to the girls make sure that we stay focused for this last two and a bit minutes keep executing offensively and work hard defensively first free throw misses hit the back of the rim Bang, there it is. is in. She's got her first point, so she's troubled him in a few ways. The bench Everyone. goes nuts. <laughs> Everyone has scored tonight. As Payne gets it in the front court for the AAS. Donnelly goes left wing. Maneer back for Bunton on the right. Payne inside. Out for the three from the left. A little bit long. And Lacey with the defensive rebound for the Capitals will bring it down into the front court. We're inside the final two. Lacey on the right wing. Donnelly steals it away from her and then a frustration slap from behind by Lacey. That's just pure frustration foul, that one. So we'll walk to the other end. We're in the penalty situation and it will be Michaela Donnelly from the AAS who go to the line. She hasn't troubled the scorers tonight. And misses the first free throw as well. Donnelly with the second. Nope, she can't get either, but Bunton grabs the rebound. And then dribbling into the low post. Just lost the handle on it. Good solid pressure there from from Hannah Lewis. 
It's kind of nothing to go with. As Lacey brings it back into the front court, dribbles away to the right side, goes to the baseline in the right corner. Johnson in front of it, goes across to Lewis. 18 foot jumper from the left, won't go. Oh, Tegan Burke. Gets in there and grabs a rebound. Gets Correct. it back in the corner, pass into Lewis. Around the corner, finds Dalgleish on the left. Baseline jumper won't go for her. Burke almost came away for the again. rebound, but uh, lost the handle on it out of bounds. She was contesting that with uh, Mania. Alex Sheedy back in for the Institute will look to inbound the ball. She finds Mania on the left wing. Gives it to Donnelly to bring across centre court. Minute 14 to go here still. The final quarter. Football again against Lacey. And the Institute will have it on the right wing. And it'll be Rebecca Cole to inbound. Tegan Burke defending her. Goes into Bunton. Turn around, look at the drive baseline. Great defence from Johnson. And as Bunton managed to get the ball back, she is forced into a travel. Turnover. Block shot there for Nicole Johnson to add to her stats for the night. Lacey then gets it off the inbound pass from Johnson. Lewis hands back off to Lacey on the right wing. She'll come back to the right and drive down the centre. Left-handed layup won't go for it. But she has fouled the to shooting, so she'll go to the line. Alison Lacey, just one point. In fact, she got two. 53 seconds her, left in this game. And her only points tonight have come from the free throw line, so she gets another opportunity. It was just one, that is now two. And so both of her points at the free throw line, two from two. That one just runs around the room and drops in. So Lacey will probably end up with three. We're inside the final minute here. 77 43. AIS then. Donnelly down the right side, goes to the baseline, flicks a pass Ooh, inside pass. with a no look. I think Bunton was expecting it to come nearer. And the caps get it back Salas and Lacey dribbles into the front court Lewis on the right side to Burke into Lacey low post turn around hook shot won't go Bunton defensive rebound is fouled so we'll walk back to the other end as it's a penalty situation but the caps for any fouls from now on and has been for a little while 77-43 it'll be Alex Bunton at the free throw line She's got two points so far tonight. The uh, local girl at the D Institute. And that one's a little bit long. They've missed a few in this final quarter where they've actually shot long. Yeah, the Institute and hasn't uh, shot well from the line at all tonight. And again, misses the two free throws. Johnson defensive rebound. Lacey down to Burke in the front court. 20 seconds left in the game. Burke drives to the baseline. Goes back out Dalgleish on the right wing. Lacey. Lewis finds Burke from the left for three. Three it was. Rattled around so and dropped. the first basket. And she's got four points. Bunton low post. Four seconds left in the game. Cole for three from the right. And it Bang. That will end the scoring, I believe. Lacey won't get that one off in time. A 
three from Rebecca Cole for the Institute their final points of the night the final points of the game the Capitals win it easily as it has been the story all night 80 to 46 and, uh, yep Tegan Burke there got a three right in the last few seconds as well her first <laughs> basket she got a first point a couple of minutes before from the free throw line nice little touch to end the match there everyone from the Capitals scored and 80 to 46 the uh, final score we'll see the stats uh, the final stats soon but a much better second half performance from the AIS uh, uh, infinitely better the story of their season so far in their two games yeah, we know we know from the timeouts that Coach Brown was very concerned with their offense and, and their ability to hang onto the ball and, and take care of the ball. They had 18 turnovers at halftime. They finished up the game with only 24, so only picked up six in that second half, which is a massive improvement on where they were at halftime. Any coach would be happy with six and a half. Absolutely. So a, a much much better result there for the institute. Michelle just down there seeing if she can punt down Carrie Graff and she's got it right now. Graffy, uh, big split in the score tonight but probably pleasing for you with the opportunity to play a lot of your bench players and get through some stuff and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, jumping out to that start like we did. I mean, I think defensively we did a good job early. Um, we gave us a chance to rest solo, lighten the load for, for Wilson, get some confidence with some other people going, you know, rest on a bit. So, I mean, for us that was good. You know, we still a lot of things to work on but all in all, I mean, locked them up early and got a chance to play everybody. It was interesting, I think, in the uh, last quarter there, first couple of minutes you called a timeout and you were pretty animated with the girls. You weren't happy with the way they were focusing and really wanted them to, you know, get their heads back into this game. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, there's some key areas that we can't slip up no matter who we're playing. You know, we, we talked about, look, if we're playing a, a more mature team or a team that's in a playoff mix and we made some defensive reads that are inappropriate, you get burnt. So, you know, we're about constant improvement and getting better regardless of the opposition. So, um, you know, look, we got back on track and that's the thing, it's to maintain focus for 40 minutes. And uh, you're looking in pretty good shape for, you know, the next couple of games coming up. You feel like you're tracking well so far? Yeah, look, I mean, for us to have, you know, four wins with the, with the schedule we've had, the newness of the team and the injuries is, is huge for us. So if we can at least split next weekend, but obviously we'll go in there to try and win two at Logan and Townsville. Look, it's going to be tough. You know, Logan have just had a good a good win. Townsville are tough up there. It's going to be going to be hard for us. Bibby will be back. No Susie, but I think we saw that, you know, Nicole Johnson can step in. Tracy Beatty's, you know, with another game under her belt, shows that she can still play a bit. So we'll go up there and, and hopefully come home with a win or two. Well, good luck for next weekend. Thanks, Granny. Yep, pretty happy coach there. Well, you would, you would be um, that she managed to give a whole bench a real lot of time. Yeah. Um, four and zero after uh, two doubles to start your season. They got another tough double on the road next week um, up in Queensland, and then the week after, um, I think it's um, Adelaide at home and Sydney up there. Uh, boy, they gave them a tough uh, first four weeks of the season. Yeah, and, you know, double headers every week. Could have been forgiven with the with the the changes in uh, in uh, personnel. To thought, yep, the first game against Bullion is going to be a tough one. You lose Susie Backerby halfway through it. Of course, uh, them losing Milner really hurt them. So sort of levelled the playing field I guess <laughs> but um, to rock into Sunday's game against Bendigo and, and uh, really comfortably beat them without Bakovic uh, without Jess Bibby for half that game 
uh, that, that's a, a really good really good result for them and then last night against Sydney uh, the first half very ordinary but the way they bounced back was just real credit to how good this team is going to be Michelle is uh, just talking with some of the players. I think she's got Michelle Cozier down there, so we'll have a chat to her now. Michelle Cozier, you've had a, um, a season off when you had a new baby and whatever, and you come back to the league. It doesn't look like you've lost anything. Uh, no, you had a year off, about 18 months off, so it was, uh, it was a good break. Um, you know, Brody's seven months old now, and um, you know, basically I've worked really hard in, um, in the off-season since March, uh, ever since I had him, so... Yeah, it was a lot of hard work leading up to it, but you know, I think helping me play ABA in the off-season helped me get into the game now. Yeah, you're looking really good out there, and you talked about the ABA season and what have you. How did you find the transition to having to manage a family as well as you know, putting the effort and time it takes to, to play at this level? Uh, it wasn't too bad in um, ABA. Uh, um, you know, I only trained a couple of days a week. Um, Sandy was um, pretty good with you know, starting off. I just trained once a week until I got um, to interval training. Um, but, you know, Graffy and all the girls are pretty good. Brody comes down to training and, um, you know, it's a bit of a juggling, but it, it all works out. There's always people to look after him. And this um, season, you know, obviously you didn't play last season, so you missed out on getting that championship. I guess that's the goal again, as it always would be. And, and how are you guys focusing and feeling as a group? Um, you know, I think we're, we're um, aiming to um, take history this year to do a three-peat. You know, I missed out on last year and... Um, you know, it was hard watching the girls, but the girls did a really good job last year to um, win the championship. And you know, we got a new group this year, so it's um, it's going to be it's, it's going to be hard. But you know, we're finding our feet um, with the new girls, so we're going to take it game by game. And um, leading up to Christmas, we've got a pretty hard um, run. So after Christmas, we we've got a um, you know, few easy games. We've got a lot of doubles coming up towards Christmas, so. And it's a good start to the season. You're now four and zip, and you've got a tough road trip next weekend. Logan, who recruited really well in the off-season and then up to Townsville, and it's always a tough road trip. Um, you feel like you're in good position for that road trip? Yeah, no, I think we are. Um, start of the season, four and oh, can't ask for, um, for better. So, you know, we're going to take it game by game. We've got um, Logan to start off with, so we take take um, Logan and then um, head to Townsville. So we've got a day off and recover, and if we do all the right things, I think we'll be fine. Well, good luck for next weekend and welcome back. Yep, she doesn't really seem to have lost much at all with that no. uh, that time off. Certainly, I mean, a lot of a lot of her game is is stuff that uh, is almost uncoachable. It's more about her attitude, her her refusal to kind of say die. She just plays hard defense. She just finds her way to the baskets, and uh, and uh, you, you're not going to lose that. <laughs> Certainly. She's got uh, a lot of other stuff happening with a baby and, and getting married, but uh, we'll all take that on. Michelle's got someone else. We can't see through the throng of adoring fans down there, but we'll throw to her. Nicole, we've got Nicole Romeo with you here. Are you enjoying getting a, a bit more court time than you did last season and being, you know, really having to step up into that point guard role? Sure, I've got to always love a bit more court time, but um, yeah, definitely looking forward to more opportunity this year and just trying to make the most of it when I get an opportunity, so yeah. And tonight you had a really good uh, night and I've seen, we watched you on telly last week and all the rest of it and you just seem to be getting better and better with each game, so obviously the court time's helping. Sure, um, yeah, I try and focus like each step at a time and each time I get out there I just try and do what I can with the opportunity and... Um, try and choose the right shots and do my role basically yeah and in terms of like in the off season what did you do in the off season what the girls 
played in the ABA, ABS. Were you floating around there or what were you up to? I was playing in Queensland uh, for Rockhampton. So I spent a lot of time up there in the gym and uh, running a lot. Um, but yeah, it was good up in Queensland. I love the weather and the competition is pretty good up there as well. So. And in terms of, um, you know, the role, obviously Graffy's probably talked to you a bit about what your role's going to be this season. Um, have, have you struggled with any of that or is it all been coming pretty easily for you? Um, it's all been pretty good. Graffy's pretty precise with what she wants. And so when I go out there, I, I just try and do the best I can, you know, as a point guard, getting everyone in the right position and creating and also shooting the shots um, that are open for me. That's great. Well, thanks for your time, Nicole, and good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, we've got the final box score here. Um, one of the things that stands out quite a bit, I mean, apart from the score, and obviously knowing that Phil Brown wouldn't be happy with that, but Capital scoring 42 points in the paint. They really dominated there with an AIS team that's got plenty of bigs in it. But uh, Michelle is going to try to have a very quick chat to Phil, Phil Brown. Tonight's effort, were you, you know, were you pleased with some of the progress that the girls are making? Oh, yeah, look, you know, there's little things out there or individual uh, performances that are, that are improvements or quite pleasing and stuff there. But, you know, we just, it's just a reflection of where, you know, where you know, Australian junior basketball's at and the fact that we've had very little preparation in terms of being able to uh, have five, you know, ten people at practice and, and be able to work on team stuff and so on there. So it's just going to take us on, you know, at least half a season to, to, to get organised and, um, you know, get the things in place that we need to. I noticed in one time out you really focused the girls on the, on the physical aspects of this game and about the intensity and putting it out there for, you know, 100% while you're out there, don't run at 85 and, you know, call the subs. Is that something that you try and get the girls focused on the physical and mental requirements of the game at this level? Well, you have to because it doesn't matter about the athleticism or your size or your skill set if you're not playing hard. And so, you know, young kids just got to learn, particularly talented young players because they've never had to really play hard because they're just... You know, they're, they're gifted, so they have to learn how to demonstrate some of those, you know, national team things in terms of, uh, you know, relentless persistence and possession game of fighting it out and having second, third efforts. And, you know, most of these kids don't have that because they've got away with it throughout the junior, uh, the junior ranks because they're just taller or they're quicker than, uh, than, than other kids. So now all that means nothing because they're playing against tall and quick. Um, so they don't have any edge. So they have to learn the physical efforts are, and the mental efforts are just, just as much, you know, they're just not used to being able to, you know, play together and, and collectively because, again, junior basketball is sort of, you know, one pass and jack it up, you know, and, or one pass and just dribble it to the basket and, you know, and you're not going to be able to do that at this level, you know, you need to learn how to play together and learn how to finesse out there in, in the half-court game and things like that, so that's, that's the sort of process that we're in. Uh, looking forward to seeing you progress through the season, Phil, and thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. Yep, a tough night at the office for the coach as well as the team. The, uh, of course, the AAS next week, they've got to travel down to Dandenong and play Dandenong on Friday night uh, before they will return home, and uh, sportradio.com.au will cover that game on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock local time. The AAS will host the Bendigo Spirit because next week the Capitals do have the Sunshine Swing, it's been dubbed. That's uh, the trip from L- for Logan and Townsville. They'll play 
Logan on Friday night at 7.30 local time and then Townsville at 7.30 local time up there as well. But the end result there, Capitals 80 defeated the AIS 46. Just having a quick run through our top scorers. Of course, Nicole Romeo finished off the game with uh, 19 points. And six assists. Six assists as well. So, yeah, a lazy night at the office for her. (laughs) Michelle Cozier with 15 points, seven rebounds. And a whole bunch of other contributors. Nicole Johnson in her debut game picking up nine points and seven rebounds. So a really good night for her in her first game in the league. For the Institute, Tessa Levy had 11. Uh, Madeline Garrick had 10. And Olivia Thompson with eight. Well, thank you for joining us here at the AIS Arena for tonight's game. Just recapping again, the Canberra Capitals 80 have defeated the AIS 86. The remaining game for the weekend is uh, tomorrow in Adelaide as they host the West Coast Waves, who of course beat Bulleen last night, so they'll be full of confidence. They're in the top five right now. (laughs) Yep, so they'll be feeling great. Uh, Adelaide, of course, pretty much decimated in the off-season with... uh, players leaving so that could be a very close game we'll wait and uh, we'll talk about that next week when we get that result on behalf of Michelle Hocking and Mark Aston this is Simon Peters signing off and thank you thanking you for joining us here on sportradio.com.au